A while ago, I learned that one of the best ways to have tough conversations, especially in times of rupture and conflict, is to go for a walk and have that conversation. So here we are, going for a walk. Hello. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Right Where You Are, yet another episode of this podcast that surely doesn't have one description today we're describing it as the ever-changing podcast because just an episode ago we had drama we had music we had sound effects we had a script it was cinematic it was dramatic and then now we're back to conversation (laughs) Ah, hello, 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 hello. How are you? How are you doing today? I invite you to slow down, to find out how it is that you're feeling. Really, really how it is that you're feeling, to just tune into that. How are you today? How are you in this very moment, how are you right where you are? Ah, wow, I am breathy because I'm walking. <laughs> and it's a bit hot. When I left the house earlier, well, when I left the house in the morning, it was a bit cooler. And so I'm dressed warmly for the weather. And I'm also feeling tired because today, for the first time in the past couple of days, I feel at ease. I feel that I have, I'm relaxed and I've down-regulated after a couple of days of really high and intense activation because there's so much happening in life I have so many things going on especially academically I I think the biggest things however because academic stress doesn't get me this activated I also have and had conflict with two people who I really really love one of those conflicts was a little simpler it was simply on the basis of oh but you could have communicated this better but I would have liked for you to communicate this that way it was a matter of communication and understanding and curiosity about one another's emotions and uh, empathy for one another's emotions and then the other conflict I have with someone else who I really really love that was a more hectic conflict with very big and hectic things being said and a conflict that resulted in the ending of our friendship and so I've been feeling very activated because of that I've been feeling, you know, in the middle of emotions and everything's just been intense. And today, I finally feel like I've kind of come down from that. Not completely, but yeah. And here's the funny thing now. That before all this conflict arose in my life, 
funny enough, earlier in the week, I was thinking about what it is that I'd like to share on this week's episode of this podcast. And I thought, you know, I'm interested in conflict. (laughs) I'm interested in conflict. I'm interested more than conflict. I'm interested in drama. (laughs) And I thought, I think that's the thing I want to talk about. If you listened to the previous episode where we spoke about dirt, we spoke about dirt as a social construct dirt as that which we discard because dirt is other it's outside of us and it ever if it ever comes near us it contaminates us so we want to keep dirt outside we expel dirt right and so i'm thinking of drama and conflict and hatred and violence as a form of dirt I'm thinking about that. Oh, just a side note. If you did listen to the previous episode, if you haven't, do check that out. But if you listen to that, the last thing I said in that episode was that, like I kind of specified what we talk about in the next episode, which is now this episode. But then I changed my mind because here we are. And the thing I thought we were going to talk about doesn't really feel as though it calls me as much anymore but here we are here we are Ah, i need to catch a breath wow i'm not even walking fast that's crazy i'm literally strolling everyone has walked past me but okay (laughs) um conflict drama the dirt of drama i'm thinking about this Well, because there's conflict in my life, and I'm also thinking about this because there's conflict in the world. There is a war that many people are starting to speak up against. Many people are talking about the war in Palestine, the war against, the war on Palestine. So I'm just thinking about conflict and conflict as a dirt, drama as a form of dirt. Because a lot of the time we as humans tend to condemn and discard drama, hatred, violence as dirt. We discard it as though it is not part of us, as though it is other. As though if it ever comes near us, it contaminates us. As though the victims of violence, hatred, drama, conflict are contaminated. Or sometimes that the perpetrators are dirty and trying to contaminate everyone else around them. (laughs) I'm thinking about this while something that triggered this thinking is because someone I follow on Instagram posted a story with one of those question stickers where they asked the question about war. And this person asked, why do you think it is that we humans, why humanity still experiences war? Why do you think we still 
cause wars why do you think we are still engaging in such activity and i mean we've been fighting and having drama and conflict for centuries now in fact i think for millennia right so this person asked this question in a very condemning tone where it seemed as though i remember the word that they used was transcend you know they asked something along the lines of don't you think after all the evolution that we as humans have done after all the development we have gone through don't you think by now we might have been able to transcend war and conflict and hatred and violence and i found that interesting because it does a thing where violence and drama and conflict and hatred it does a thing where all those things are dirt all those things are bad and dirty and other where those things are meant to be outside of us and those things if they ever come near us they are contaminating us and i mean I understand where the condemnation comes from. I get that. I understand why we might say that these things are bad because these things aren't beneficial. I think in a big way, it would be really cool if we all just like fucking woke up and we stopped hurting each other because it's not cool. Completely get that. But I really also don't believe that the way to get through that is by trying to go around it or to jump over it and pretend that it is not us it's very interesting to me when we look at dirt as though it is below us and then we forget that we are the soil upon which we walk that is such an interesting thing to me and i want to share like random bits and pieces of information here and i'm not sure if i'll do a good job tying all of it together at the end of all of this but i'm also cool with like leaving this open ended and having said a whole bunch of random things i think saying a whole bunch of random things would have been much cooler if i did this episode in the same way that i did the previous episode with music and sound effects and drama and pizzazz <laughs> uh the first random thing i want to share with you random bit of information okay i'm back home after my walk and this is the actual first bit of information that i'd like to share with you which is the response that i gave to this person that asked the question on the instagram story about why we haven't yet transcended drama and violence and crime and hatred and war and all those things and i saw that question honestly and i giggled a bit and i gave a very cryptic answer a kind of mysterious answer but it was also the most concise way to give an honest answer about my true opinion on this matter and the answer i gave was something it was like two sentences sentences and all i said was like because we humans love drama 
and we like pretending that we don't like drama i don't even think i added that part i just said because we humans like drama and then i said what's the point of a matrix if it's boring like what's the point of living in a boring matrix similarly i could have asked what's the point of being a character in a boring novel or being the lead character in a boring musical something like that right and yeah i it was a short answer but now I just want to expand on that answer a bit. I want to share the first bit of information I want to share with you is the scene from The Matrix, the film, where one of, I don't know the character's names, should have looked this up, but one of the robot guys who took over the planet and one of the human guys from zion one of the human guys who have escaped the matrix they're having a conversation and the human guy asks the robot guy he's like yo i get that you guys took over the planet and that you're using humans for whatever you're using humans for cool but why did you have to make such a dystopic matrix why did you make such a terrible matrix where people are suffering and living terrible meaningless lives right and the robot guy responds by saying to this human guy he says well initially when we took over the planet we actually created a harmonic loving a peaceful matrix where everyone lived a happy fulfilled life but Whenever we did that, the humans would catch on quickly. Every time we created a happy, utopic matrix, the humans would catch on quickly that they are actually living in a matrix. So with every iteration of the matrix, they created a bit more and more suffering so that humans wouldn't realize that they are living in a matrix. And I found that very interesting because it suggests that firstly, we humans actually do love drama and conflict. We love, we kind of feed off of that. We feed off of uh we're like characters in a book because if a character in a book sees that things are too boring they're gonna be like wait something's wrong over here something mm," and then they jump out of the book i'm bringing this in because i really am fascinated by our tendency to discard dirt and to pretend that dirt is other as though we are not the creators of dirt as though you know uh someone asked me when does soil become dirt it's literally just when we call it that but we humans have always been violent violence came uh as part of our survival instincts we had to be violent in order to survive at some point when we were hunter gatherers and now we live in a reality where all that's around us is other humans infrastructure and screens so of course there's going to be violence between us as the humans we have had wars for centuries my guy for millennia so it's very interesting to me 
when we condemn and pretend that it's something outside of us but no it's so inside of us we are the people at war yes that's the first bit of information the second bit of information is a story about a phone call i had with my best friend he doesn't know that he's my best friend please don't tell him he's my best friend or else he'll get a big head but my best friend who lives in swaziland and i mean i'm in south africa and we haven't seen each other in almost a year now but every once in a while we have a long phone call where we catch up on life and every single time we go down weird philosophical rabbit holes and in this conversation in this phone call we actually said a whole bunch of things that I'd like to share with you now one of those things that we were talking about is uh this friend asked me where i think the self is located and boy i did not know how to answer that question <laughs> i didn't know how to answer but we just kept talking and it went around in circles for some time and then um something in the conversation that i just i wanted to bring up because then we ended up talking about embodiment and embodiment really is the notion that the self cannot be separated from the body that the self is the body right and this friend pointed out how at some point in the conversation i spoke of being in the body as though i am in the body but like who is the i in the body as if the i can be separated from the body but we're having this conversation and at some point in the conversation i don't remember how it went i brought up something for me that made me see something right but i brought up the fact that the body as we know it as we experience our own bodies it's actually very difficult to trace back the beginning of this body's existence a lot of the time we want to trace back the self and generally i want to trace back my life to perhaps the point when i was born or the point when i was conceived or something like that but really this body is made from matter that has always existed on the planet which is something that's very fascinating to me because it's like energy you know how energy cannot be created nor destroyed it can be transformed and so this body was not created at some point and does not cease to exist at another point instead this body was a transformation of matter that already existed on this earth and therefore this body has always existed on this earth right has always existed my body existed when my mother was an egg inside her mother and even way 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 before that and in having this conversation with my friend uh i also brought up how this body does not cease to exist because this body the matter is perhaps uh buried underground in the soil 
But we know that that does not end there. There's a whole lot more that goes into this life cycle and all of that. And saying this to my friend, it helped me rationally understand something that I had only known through experience. So the concept of oneness, of how everything is one and how we are part of the oneness, right? That we are part of the all. And I had never really understood that on a rational level. I had never... I had never come to understand it and think about it in that way it was something that I I had experienced and I'll tell you shortly about the experiences that I've had but it was something that I experienced but now having this conversation with my friend showed me how to think about it because I had the understanding on a an embodied level I had the understanding on an experiential, experiential, on a, what's the word, um, on an empirical level. So I had the knowing on that level, but I ha- didn't have that knowing on a rational level, on a logical level. And I was very grateful after this conversation because I thought about it and I was like, wait, whoa, I get that. Now, I share this because that's not the important part of this conversation. I want to bring in another part of this conversation I had with this friend that actually happened before we came to talking about how our bodies have always existed and how we are just parts of the whole and how the sum of the parts must equal the whole, all of that. (laughs) before we got there (laughs) this is getting me excited before we got to that conversation before that we spoke about the thing I shared earlier of how a whole lot of the time it's actually a bit funny when we humans do this thing of trying to push away certain dirt and pretend that it is outside of us, that it's dirty, that we would never, right? And this friend brought up the example of uh, maybe people, I don't know, I've never heard people say this, but my friend brought up the example of how someone might say that if they were alive as a white person during... Uh, as a white non-Jewish person, white, straight, non-Jewish, perhaps blonde hair, blue eyes person. <laughs> what what was the the Aryan race, whatever that was called? But if that person had been alive during World War II, and then this person, they're saying, if I was alive as that kind of person at that time, I would have never been a Nazi, right? And so this friend is telling me this, and he's just bringing up the point of how funny it is that we humans do that. We see things that are dirty, we condemn those things, and then we pretend that it's outside of us, and me, I could never... Me, I would never. That is dirty. That is other. That is not like me. I I can't. I cannot. I shall not ever in my life. Right? And 
the reason we were talking about this really or the thing that we were saying in this conversation was it's funny because if you think about it in a very big way none of us are ever separate from the world around us and as i am walking here under a tree right now that's blooming with pink flowers under while well, i also see some purple the jacarandas blooming in this cute suburb i can see the sunset i'm speaking to you my dear love i'm here right where i am and right where i am right now funny enough is not separate from right where you are right now in a very big way that a lot of the time we can't really see it's not something that we can ever really know logically in a very big way we are not separate that somewhere in the world right now there's a child who is just tasting maybe a baby who's just tasting watermelon for the first time and they are loving it and they're so happy to be experiencing this new thing and that pure happiness that they're experiencing is also your happiness but also somewhere in the world right now there's someone stuck in the rubble after a bombing hoping praying that they can just die because why be suffering so much and that person's suffering is not separate that person's suffering is your suffering somewhere in the world right now there's someone in a helicopter flying over the Gaza strip sweaty palms hot racing about to drop a bomb and that person perhaps is angry and that anger is your anger too that pacing heartbeat that is your heartbeat too that person's sweaty palms that person's ignorance perhaps that person be it uh maybe they think they're right that's another very big thing maybe they think they're not wrong in what they're doing that's something i really love to consider i think a lot of the time we think of drama and conflict and if you think about it perhaps in the when watching a movie the person who is killing immediately they're the dirt we condemn them no to them and oftentimes the story well sometimes the story isn't told from their perspective but i really love the movies where it is told from their perspective where it's told from the villain's perspective from the perpetrator's perspective and when we can look at that perspective a lot of the time such movies are very complicated because then you realize that that person is just as human as you are that that person probably is suffering you know as something i think of a lot i think oh yes uh when i started 
when I first went out, came on to this walk, I thought the example I'd make actually is because a group of people for a long time in my life I have seen as a threat or an enemy, as dirty and bad, a group of people that I've had I would nevers with, like could never be me. Um, and people I've condemned for a very long time in my life is men (laughs) sounds very weird to say but men and right at the beginning of this walk there's a man who stared at me and then he called me baby and then I just kept walking and then he kept saying things and I turned around and I pointed middle finger at him and I kept walking (laughs) that was an interesting interaction not so long after that I keep walking And then another man winks at me. He's in the passenger seat. Like that guy was literally a scrub. Imagine you are in the passenger seat, my guy. And this guy winks at me. And this guy, I wasn't so mean to him. Instead, I blew him a kiss. When I was younger, I didn't have the capacity for such experiences. Both these interactions, yes, I pointed the middle finger at one of those men blew a kiss to another you might think those two things are different but the man I blew a kiss to he was so confused he just like stopped and stared at me afterwards (laughs) that was kind of the point it was exactly the same as my middle finger but when I was a lot younger uh, I think as a young woman these things start to happen in your life when you least expect it or you never expect it you just start having men stare at you look at you calling you names feeling entitled to you and um, for a long time I saw men as a threat and that I believe is a very valid thing to have it it's very alive in the matter of my body right it's scary and oh I'm seeing birds I don't know if you know the birds I have no idea what they're called in English, but in Iskosa we say Uteguane. <laughs> How cool, okay. Um, oh yes, for a very long time in my life and the living like energy moving through my body was that men are a threat, men are the enemy, men are bad. And then after some time, I went through a really hectic breakup where I learned a whole lot about myself and realized how terrible of a person I am and how a lot of the things about me that I think at that time were once unconscious but at that time they were becoming conscious, um, those things came out and that was scary. But and then I saw myself as an enemy or as the threat, as the bad guy, as the villain, the dirt for some time. And then after some time, I learned to forgive myself. I learned to hold all these parts of myself to integrate those parts as myself. Right. And that, you know, I'm human. 
And if I discard my dirt, I'm discarding myself. I'm discarding a large, large fraction of who I am. If I discard my darkness, I'm discarding my light. I'm discarding everything. And uh, so I learned to forgive myself. And when I learned to forgive myself, I also realized that all these parts of me that I thought were dirty were actually just adaptive you know so i learned that i'm actually a very manipulative person for example learning that at first i was like oh no i'm dirty i'm bad i'm evil i need to expel i need to release that i need to uh change completely change and become someone new and after learning forgiveness then i learned that even those dirty, bad, evil parts of me were actually were actually there for a reason. That there are many parts of me that I had learned, that I had picked up, and sometimes they were adaptive. Sometimes they were simply evil they were purely for the sake of hurting others they were there purely for perhaps because i thought that i must uh protect myself i must build a shield around myself so that i can never ever be hurt and to see my own humanity like that really helped me to see the humanity of the people I once believed to be an enemy or a villain or a threat against me. To see my own humanity really helped me to see the humanity of the villain. And here I made the example of men and more specifically patriarchal men, more more specifically uh Wow, a dog chasing a bird. Now I'm scared. Whoa, that's a big dog. Sheesh. (laughs) That dog is not on a leash. And the dog's human is okay. The dog's human is vibing. Whoa, I'm just going to stand here. Okay, some things are a threat. Okay, okay. Uh, The thing I learned there was that <laughs> hello, hello hello how are you hey. how are you yeah i'm all right okay Sorry, are you the dog? kind of <laughs> just because i don't know him <laughs> okay <laughs> but sheesh okay oh cool not afraid of the dog anymore (laughs) okay this is such an interesting episode i don't know if i'm going to edit these little parts out uh learning to see the humanity of even those people that i once believed to be the threat the people i believed to be the villains right uh 
specifically i i'm saying this for the third time specifically here with the example of men and more specifically patriarchal men and misogynistic men men who i thought well and this is every man and funny enough every woman too because we are all complex humans living in a complex system Hello, it's me again, Kainisa, who's editing. You know the video of Rihanna where she's talking about something and then she's like, every man and every woman, and then you see her face change because in that moment she was like, oh shit, I'm going to get cancelled. And she realized I have to include everyone else. And then she says, and all the gender expropriations, or like gender appropriations and all the thems, something like that. Insert that video right over here. Thank you. <laughs> but um, one thing I learned and I realized was that every man I had ever encountered who had ever perhaps called me names or felt entitled to my time, my attention, felt entitled to my body. Every man I had ever met who touched me without my consent, every man, every friend, every guy I've ever befriended thinking that he saw me as a friend and as an equal, uh, but instead no saw me as a woman, as an object, right? An object of their desire. And the thing that I realized there in humanizing these people was that, in fact, they were just as human as me. And this uh, threat or this way of treating me, this way of behaving around me and this way of viewing me was actually uh, learning that she's so distracting i'm never doing a podcast while walking again sure uh, uh okay the thing that i learned through learning to forgive myself and to see myself as human then was learning to see the human in those around me too. And that means also seeing that the man I believed to be a threat, the man I believed, the men I believed to be villains, were actually just as human as I am. And any man whoever views me as an object and feels entitled to me and my body and my time and my attention and ever uh, dehumanizes me because that's what a whole lot of misogyny is right that's what a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, a lot of what we are doing as humans currently to one another but <laughs> sticking to the example of men any man who does any such thing, who dehumanizes me in such a way, who doesn't see my humanity, sometimes it's easy to 
dismiss that whole story or in fact to add a drama to the story and tell the story as though I am the victim or that there is a victim and there's a villain and there's an innocent bystander and there's the person who brings upon justice and you know this entire beautiful story like characters in a novel right that story is very interesting but when I take a step back and I can step into my humanity and I can see the humanity of the next person I can realize that the only reason someone would ever be dehumanizing me the only reason someone treats me in a way that doesn't acknowledge my humanity the only reason they behave and act in such ways is because they too have lost touch with their humanity they too are living in a complex complex world a very dehumanizing world with dehumanizing systems and to see that means firstly that the story isn't as interesting as it was before the story isn't as cool as it was there're no more characters in the story <laughs> not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of drama to the story anymore because now everyone is just human and this is a tricky thing to say this is a very tricky thing to talk about especially because i also just spoke about gaza and um i don't want to make it seem as though you know we should look at it we should bypass things and that oh no there's no good there's no bad i think it's very dangerous to take such um higher spiritual truths and use them to kind of uh dissociate from the truth of our reality instead what i want to do here is i think it's it's very valuable to zoom out a bit because when we zoom out funny enough when we zoom out we get a little bit more in touch with our humanity we stop playing the characters in the story and instead we become humans instead we become the writers of the story instead we become in the first episode i spoke of uh that episode was titled earth is spinning the humans are dizzy and i spoke of as I, i spoke of reality as an algorithm <laughs> so with that analogy we stop being the data in the algorithm instead we become the programmers of that program the programmers of the algorithm this is a very scary thing to talk about i'm not going to lie it really helps that i am walking and that there are many distractions ah cats <laughs> oh there's three cats they're four i'm going to keep walking okay cats 
alright, alright, alright uh, also a whole bunch of like I'm walking on a carpet of purple jacaranda wow okay it's uh, <laughs> I was just talking about distractions it's very cool that uh, there are many other people around me as I was walking and there were cars and dogs and trees I'm gonna stop to touch a tree no hug a tree yay um, it's very cool that I did this while walking because I was very scared about recording this episode I tried so hard to write and script this out so perfectly that I get to say everything just right to make sure that there's no chance of anyone cancelling me and saying I'm a terrible person. Maybe I am. You know why? Because I'm not afraid of being a terrible person. I think that's what it takes. I think it takes that consideration it takes looking into that it takes thinking perhaps I'm the villain perhaps I am the murderer perhaps I am the Israeli bomber perhaps I'm the rapist perhaps I am the corrupt politician perhaps I I'm the government enforcing an apartheid regime on a people, on the indigenous people, settling on their land and calling it my own. Perhaps I am the misogynistic man. Touching women I do not know without their consent. Perhaps I am the colonialist. I am the missionary telling everyone that everything they believe in is a lie. Perhaps I am the dirty capitalist pig. (laughs) Because if we decide to discard that dirt... We might just miss out on the opportunity to see ourselves for who we are. And if we discard that dirt, we remove ourselves from taking responsibility for the way things are on this planet. As though we are not a part of it. As though we are not somewhat playing a role. As though we are not somehow writing the story, coding this program, feeding this algorithm. But we are. We all are. I'm going to leave this here. I'm far from home. It's getting dark. But I'm going to leave this here and I'm going to walk back quickly. Editing Kangisa again. One last little note. Thank you so much. Shout out to you. You are a real one if you made it to the end. Thank you very much for tuning in. And I actually wanted to say a whole lot more, but I think this episode is long enough already. I want to talk a bit more on this conversation actually about Jesus. Firstly, 
Jesus, but also St. Teresa of Avila. So I'm not going to make any promises because in the previous episode, I said I was going to talk about something. I ended up not talking about that thing. But these are two people I would really, really love to talk about. And that might just be the next episode. If not, we'll have that conversation on my Instagram or perhaps even on the blog. Thank you so much. Last little bit of uh, information. This is more of a request. Please keep my craft alive. Please donate to my buy me a coffee so that I can be able to buy a new microphone, to buy a WordPress subscription for the Learner Human blog, to renew the subscription for learnerhuman.com, the domain, and to buy a new phone perhaps. So please help a girl out. I would really, really appreciate it. Don't want to say a whole lot right now because this episode is long, but I would really, really, really appreciate that. The link for that is in the description. Or if you're ever on a random day feeling generous, the link is in my link tree, which is on my Instagram bio. I would really appreciate it if you enjoy the content I create, be it here on the podcast, on the blog, or on my Instagram. Help a girl out, show some love and yes it's been a pleasure and it's been scary as fuck but i'm glad i did this and uh thank you for tuning in thank you very much for being right where you are and remember that you are the dirt that you are trying to discard welcome to right where you are